welcome to episode 329 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Monday, 5th of June, 2023. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. I'm Carlton Reed, and on today's show, I'm talking cycling history with Dave Shand and Daniel Odomat. Dave's company Hilltrek makes the Green Spot cycling jacket a revival, a classic revival from the 1950s. And Daniel works with Ventile, which supplies the historically resonant fabric. Dave and Daniel here. And Dave, you're in Scotland. Daniel, you're in Switzerland. So Dave first. Whereabouts in Scotland? Well, I, I'm actually on in the west coast of Scotland in a place called Tevialach in Argyll. Um, it's where I stay, but our business is in the northeast of Scotland, in the Cairngorms National Park. Both beautiful areas. And then I know that uh, Daniel is in, in Zurich at the moment. Is that right, Daniel? That's correct. Yes, I'm, I'm in Zurich at the, at the borders of the Lake of Zurich. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So both of you got reasonably good and easy access to, to mountains. I'm in Newcastle, and it's a wee way for, for me to get to mountains. But let's let's talk about first of all Hill Trek, because um, Dave, that's that's who you work for yep. when when you're not where you are right now. So Hill Trek clearly is making garments for hill walkers. The, the kind of clue is in in the name. So how come you're now doing, or you have been doing for a few years? A cycling garment. How did how did that come about? We we started we started off uh, about forty years ago making uh, garments for hill walkers, um, but but that changed. They developed uh, through time, so we now make garments for cyclists, uh, bushcraft people, bird watchers, hunters. I I think the clue the clue is really in the fabric we use rather than our origins as as hill walkers, if you like. And we still make uh, garments for hill walkers. So you're a big user of Ventile, then. We're a big user of Ventile, yeah. Because that's Daniel. That's 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 where you're speaking to me from from Zurich. So many people may be confused with that because you know Ventile is 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 often marketed so in labels. You know, d- developed in Britain, that kind of stuff, and is as has this amazing uh, English British uh, pedigree. But it's a Swiss company now yes yeah that's correct that's correct yeah the the reason is uh, because um in the 70s or 80s of the last century so there was a disindustrialization of the the, the cotton industry especially so the spinners and weavers they started to disappear in uh, in uh, in manchester area where it was uh, woven this fabric so um these people went to they came to switzerland first of all also for the finishers. So they've, they've been looking for finishers who can finish that fabric because there's a lot of know-how. So then that's, that was the first step when we started to shift the know-how from England to, uh, to uh, Switzerland to finish the fabrics. 
Later on, Stotts um, took over this idea and they started weaving, spinning and weaving this fabric also. And then little by little, we had the full know-how here. And at the same time, in, uh, in England, all these companies started to close down business. And uh, that's where actually, um, from that moment, we produced that fabric in Switzerland. And then mm. um, fi five years ago, we have bought the brand uh, Ventile from Talbot Weaving. There was only one person left, Mr. Mark Burrows. He sold us the brand. And now, so we are the producer and the owner of the Ventile brand. Mm. Now, now the, the, this is going to be a history. Uh, I mean, we have talked about the history of, of, of Ventile there, but there's also a history here. For, for Hill Track, and not just, you know, the, the 40 years, Dave, but also the fact that you're, you're making, in effect, a replica jacket, a, a famous replica jacket from the 1950s from, from yep. Bertram Dudley. Yep. So tell me about that 1950s history and whether you've got to ride a steel bike and you've got to, yep. you know, to ride the, <laughs> the Eroica and, 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 and the, the kind of the, the, the heritage that surrounds this product. Yeah, you're right there. It, it, it has a famous heritage. Um, the company was Bertram Dudley, um, run in the Midlands, and they made jackets for all sorts of uses. Um, and one of the jackets was, was the Nomad uh, jacket, the Super Nomad jacket. And I think originally uh, they probably made that for golf, uh, golfing use, but uh, cyclists began to use it. And uh, it became really well known amongst cyclists. And, and you're right, you know, amongst the traditional, what, what we would regard now as traditional cyclists, but, but that was the only tradition then, if you like, in the 1950s. So Bertram Dudley, the, the chap who owned Bertram Dudley, decided to retire, I think sometime in the 90s. And we were approached uh, in the late 90s by a local customer in Aberdeen to see if we could make uh, a green spot jacket uh, or green spot no band jacket. I've done my so research. We, that's Paul yeah. Cohen. That's I Paul Cohen. Like it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Paul Cohen. Yes. Yeah. So he approached you and said, "You've got to make this jacket because it's it's yeah. it's fantastic." Is that is that where it came from? And you and you just that's where it came you, from. You, you were able yeah. to just you bought the rights to it, or you just how no, did you? No. We 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 looked at the design. We didn't actually make a replica of the original design. We took the design and, and adapted it for what we thought we could do and for what we thought cyclists would, would want at that, you know, in, in, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. So, but w actually we made, I think in 2015, we made a, a Green Spot heritage jacket, which is more like the original Green Spot. And who's buying it? Who... who I, I, I know it's hard, sometimes hard for you to answer that because anybody could be buying it. But your gut feeling, who is buying this jacket? Is it? Is it? If you buy a carbon bike, you just can't ride this jacket. Is it, what, no, what's what's no. the customer profile? Who's buying it? Well, the, the the customer profile. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. The, the customer profile is largely it, those who like to ride traditional bikes. Um, but we also have have cyclists who uh, like to to do um, you know long uh, uh, rides and 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 like protected from the the, the weather. Um, so you know uh, somebody somebody doing a day cycle on a carbon bike probably wouldn't buy our jacket. 
but somebody you know cycling over several weeks over the the northwest of Scotland um, probably would. So let, let's let's talk about let's go back to, to Daniel and let, let's because this is this is the history of, of Ventile is it's, 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 it's mm-hmm. slightly disputed history. Um, mm-hmm. um, but let's 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 go into what's say well known about the the history. So, nineteen forty three, Shirley Institute in Manchester, which is like a cotton research organization. Right. It's then meant to be used in RAF immersion suits. So, hurricane pilots ditching into the into the yeah. North Atlantic would then be rescued because the the fabric was meant to um, close up. Mm-hmm. And and become waterproof when it got uh, wet. So that that's the tr- tr- traditional history. How how much of that would we say is 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 correct, Daniel? Well, that's almost one hundred percent. I would have described it exactly as you did. So um, uh, there's no nothing more to add to that. Still, until today, we produce that original fabric that was developed by the Shirley Institute in 1943. Or went then in mass production in 1943. It was developed a bit earlier. So still, this fabric we produce. That's the 300 gram, the heaviest one of that classic line. And we we develop then uh, lighter ones, like 200 gram, 170 gram, even 145 gram. And they all have that same characteristics of waterproofness. And all they they work like the original one. They swell when in contact with water, and then the the pores um, they close completely, and the uh, the fabric gets uh, waterproof. Does that not make? I mean, if, if I'm say a, I'm a lightweight nylon jacket kind of person normally, and yes, you you, you sweat in in them. Um, mm. But this jacket, if if I'm a you know a customer of a carbon bike, we say, well, hang on, that's that's going to get awfully heavy. If it's if it's in effect absorbing the water and swelling, does that not mm-hmm. make it a much much heavier jacket when it's actually raining? Yeah, that's a very good question, actually. But the fabric is 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 uh, woven in a such a dense way. There is not much uh, water that can penetrate through the fabric. It's just it's rather humidity, and um, believe me or not, the fabric takes less than ten percent of weight. When it's um, after ditching into the wa- after being into water, so that that's not much at all. It also dries very quickly because it doesn't take doesn't take a lot of water. And and it's one of the characteristics that's really important here, which is ultra ultra breathable. Uh, definitely, because it's hundred percent cotton, and cotton always breathes. The fabric is not coated; it's just um, the DWR impregnate. There is an impregnation on it in order to make it water repellent. Without that, the fibers, they would soak, then it would take more humidity, definitely, or more water, it would absorb more. And, and how long does that DWR treatment last? So we have changed uh, almost three years ago now from PFC C6 to total PFC free uh, DWR. PFC free, nobody wants to have it anymore. We want to avoid that um, harmful substance. And uh, but this led, led also to a less um, it's less durable actually that DWR. So after after two three washes or after a while of wearing it, it wears off a bit. So but you just can reimpregnate it, and you will have the same uh, characteristic as from the beginning. So Dave, 
when 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 I was doing the research for this, uh, you can get you know original Bertram Dudley mm-hmm. jackets yep. made out of Ventile in in this particular you know the Nomad. Mm-hmm. So it, it, they're like they're collectibles, yep. and they clearly last a long time. Yep. So is that again that that's something that's inbuilt with this product is it it's tough, it's weatherproof, you know, with what Daniel was saying. But it's also there's, there's almost like you're going to hand this down to your children and your gran- grandchildren. And this is these are items that are going to not be they're not disposable. Put it that way. No, and, and you know we we have a lot of customers who maybe not maybe not necessarily cy- cyclists because you don't get the same abrasion, for example, as a as a bushcrafter would with his jacket. You know, but we we get you know people like bushcrafters and hunters that go come back to us. After ten years, wanting us to refurb the jacket, um, and you know they'll keep it for another ten years. In fact, we have one customer who's who's been in for three different refurbs over 30, over thirty years for the same jacket. But in cy- cycling, there's less. There's obviously less abrasion, and and so it does last a long time. It you know people do hand jackets on to on to siblings. And it has, you can almost use this jacket without a rucksack and without e- even pannier bags, perhaps, because there's lots of pockets. There's, there's pockets in every single uh, p- place you could imagine having the pockets. Yes, lo- 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 loads of pockets to store stuff. A- absolutely. And I, and I think that's what, one of the, the beauties of this jacket. And, and that's what probably made it very popular uh, in the 1950s. And then when it was in the 1950s and it, it was in its heyday, as you said before, it was like, you know, that was just a jacket. It wasn't you know, a jacket for a specific kind of cyclist, which it, it is today. So w- w- the people who are buying your jacket, where are they getting it from? Are you, are you in any shops or is this something that you, 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 you kind of niche? You're going to have to be online only. Yeah, we, we, we are online only. We, we, do have, we do have one or two outlets, but not of the cycle jacket. We've, we've got some outlets in, in the in bushcraft and, and in hill walking, um, but, but not many. But for the green spot, yeah, sadly, you have to come directly to us. That's not sadly. That's You get exactly what you want. You can put a hood on if you want it. You can put the Absolutely. cinches in. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it, it's a, if you're getting a custom steel bike, then, yeah. you know, you'd get a, you know, a custom um, hill track jacket. Uh, and that's yeah. not sadly at all. Yes. Uh, yeah. Daniel, let, 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 let's come across to you again. Um we're talking before about uh, before we we we, we started uh, re- recording this about other brands who use uh, Ventar, and I'm assuming they use it. Uh, some of the like the, the the Stone Island was one of your biggest customers. They're using it, um, the Ventar, as a as a heritage brand, as an interesting with you know English um, kind of backstory. They're not using it for, I'm assuming here, you can tell me, they're not using it for the performance characteristics. They, they're just liking it as a, as a, a quintessentially English-developed fabric. Would that be right? They're, actually, they don't play that much with that history. Their brand is so strong. Stone Island is such a strong brand, so they don't want to be the fabric to be the star, actually. Their, mm-hmm. their own brand is the star, but they, were, they, were, they chose the best fabric on the market. And they really, I asked them also, I met them several times. I asked them also, why did they choose a Ventile, which is not the cheapest fabrics of all, mm. but they really wanted the best one. And it's because of the performance. They, they love the performance. They play on that one, the performance. 
and they love also the feel and uh, the st it's a bit stiff the fabric but still mm. feels very cotton like so that's exactly what they they were attracted well i i'd I make all my apologies there i thought stone island would have been doing it not so much for the uh, uh the performance characteristics so mm -hmm. okay i stand i stand corrected mm -hmm. um it's a, there's another name for for um for ventile uh, and that was developed by uh, in partnership with, with Carol Marketing, who's in Newcastle here, PR company and marketing company here in Newcastle. Yeah. And they, they they helped, it was a good 15, 20 years ago, they helped develop um, a product that was called Eaterproof, yes? Yeah. That's correct. So what's, what's, yeah. what's, what's it, is, am, I, am I pronouncing it wrong here? Eaterproof, Eaterproof, how do you pronounce that? No, I, I pronounce it Eaterproof. You pronounce okay. it as you want. That's both it right, et yeah. But if you go, if you if you have a product and it says Etta proof, is it the same as Ventile? Is it different to Ventile? What's yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. what's the how is it joined together or not joined together? Oh, it is joined together definitely, because uh, as I told with the history, when the the production was moved and shifted to Switzerland, so um, we produced Ventile for the British mar for the English market actually. We produced it for Talbot Weaving, who sold it worldwide under the brand Ventile. But we also wanted to, to sell or to build up our own brand. So Stotts, that's the company who was producing, who's the owner of Ventile nowadays. Stotts um, created the brand Etaproof. And it's in, in fact, it is 100% the same. These are identical fabrics. Okay. And then, so, so who, why would somebody use Etaproof and somebody use Ventile? What's uh, it's just, a, it's a, it's a marketing, it's a brand. So some uh, of the customers, they, they started with Etaproof, so they don't want to change the brand now. Even though Ventile is the stronger brand, better known, um, a few customers, they still stick to the Etaproof brand. But um, it is less and less, I have to say. So one day it will maybe disappear. Right. Because Ventile is more known? It is the original one. It is bet much better known and uh, holds the, mm. the rich story. That whole story belongs to Ventile. And Etaproof was just a little brother. So tell me about Stotts, because where, whereabouts, if you're in Zurich, whereabouts are Stotts? Where are the actual manufacturing? Uh, we're manufacturing before. We have been spinning and weaving and finish, dying, finishing all in Switzerland. Unfortunately, also here it happened. So the last spinner... They had to close down a couple of years back. Uh, our last independent weaver we've been working so close with, they had to close down during Corona times, unfortunately. An almost 200 years old uh, company, weaver's company. So then we had to look for other um, weavers. They are based nowadays in, uh, in Italy, in Turkey, Egypt, and Austria. That's these are our partners for the weaving nowadays. Still, we we fin we dye and finish the fabric in Switzerland. So that's our warehouse based. There. That's incredibly yeah. international. So the, the, the this this product is going around. It's it's tra it's a traveling product. Uh, not that much. We we really try. We don't we don't want to weave it. It would be much cheaper to to do all, all the steps in Asia, for example. We really don't want that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not that far. Italy, that's like uh, three hours from here uh, by car. We are we can see our Italian weaver. The Austrian one is even less, one hour and a half. So it's it's still as close as possible. 
And and Dave, um, if if somebody was going onto your website and and ordered all the bells and whistles, and uh, and ordered the hood, and and I, I'm, I'm guessing the hood is 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 relatively. Uh, not all as much. Yep. Cyclists tend to, you know, not have mm-hmm. hoods. I mean, I'm assuming. Well, you certainly you can you can normally take hoods off. You know, detachable hoods. But if somebody was, if somebody genuinely was ticking every single option, how much? How much is the most expensive um, nomad that you can you can you can buy off you? Oh my goodness, that's that is a good question, and you're you're testing me. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the the other version it, we also have an organic Ventel version, which I'm sure Daniel mm. ex- will explain, um, which is also a little bit more costly. So I, I think probably maybe around about four fifty um, is probably the most expensive, I, I, and the, the heritage is slightly slightly more expensive. It's it's uh, because you know, of the, the the small design differences and the fiddly things we have to do for the heritage jacket. But you're right in in terms of of cyclists they will tend to order without the hood but some some cyclists will wear it for for walking as well so um you know they'll they'll order the hood with it for for other uses yes and then just take it off and then when they're cycling then just take it off yeah Yeah. Yeah. i can understand that so tell me sell it to me why is it so expensive because that is that is that is expensive so why is it so expensive yeah I, I think there's a, there's a couple of things. Uh, Daniel touched mm. on it earlier. The, the fabric mm. uh, itself is quite expensive. Um, you know, compared to other fabrics, we could we could produce the green spot in in, in other fab- fabric, and the jacket would be cheaper. the The other cost is the fact that we manufacture in the UK. We we have our own. A small factory. I call it a workshop. It's not large enough to be a factory. <laughs> um, so we, you know, we produce it using people we have um, uh, worked with for, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years. Um, so, and, and that's costly, uh, employing people in the UK. Mm. And, it, and it takes time. Um the skills required to to um, to use Ventel to make products out of Ventel are not all that easily acquired. You know, it, it takes probably two years to train up somebody to make a, a green spot jacket. Um, you can't just take somebody off the street and and within a few months they they can do it. Mm. Uh, so so that it 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 is costly, and so hence hence the price. Yes. No, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not being critical here. I'm just saying, you know, try and try and sell it to me as a, a, a yeah. customer. Why is it? I, I, I understand and I, why it'd be expensive, but it, I think the other thing is is customization. Mm. If we if we produced all the jackets with the same spec, we could we could batch produce. Mm. Uh, but once you introduce customization, uh, you, you make smaller volumes. Of, of the same product and, and and that is cost so this is probably a product that you, you you can't just click and get it the next day it might take a wee while before it can be made yeah typically typically our delivery is is eight weeks we, we do carry some stock but we, we've such a variation in you know in product specs including customization we, we don't carry much stock so it, it would typically take eight weeks to from order to, to delivery. So again, that's something that you've got to be a specific kind of customer. 
Yeah. To be, you know, I'm going to be wet for the next eight weeks because I'm not, I haven't got my, <laughs> I haven't got my hill track jacket. So you, you, you have to yeah. think ahead here. That's, that's, that, that also that, tells you there's a very specific kind of customer here. I, I, I think I, that is, that's a big problem. You know, people, people think, uh, it, you know, it's it's getting colder, it's getting wetter. I'll go and see if I can order a green spot. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, that is a challenge, uh, you know, and, and then eight weeks to get it. And, um, you know, they might decide to order one in the middle of the season and then by the time they get it, it's, it's a bit warmer. So before we came on air, I was thinking, we're going to be talking about, in effect, a cold, wet weather jacket. In in yeah. you know a very very warm spell that we're having in the UK here, yeah. uh, going into the summer. Yeah. But what you're saying is it's probably best to actually talk about it now because it's going to take you, yes. you know yeah. until almost yeah. into past the summer before you yeah. get it anyway. But in, in saying that, we also produce a single ventile uh, green spot, uh, and we produce a cycling gilet, which are you know used this time of year. Mm. So the single ventile is is a windproof essentially. And the gilet is obviously windproof with lo- loads of pro- pockets also. And can I ask you, do, do, do you know which colours are the most popular with cyclists? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say orange is a pretty popular colour. Because um, traditional will be black, with wouldn't blaze it? Orange. You know, a, a, a very, very dark colour will be traditional. Yeah. So the yep. originals were probably grey, black, maybe dark yep. blue. Yep. So you've modernised yep. it by having different, you know, brighter colours. Yeah, we, yeah, we offer a range of colours. Um, you know, oddly enough, green uh, is 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 very popular. Mm. So an olive green, um, but yeah, it, black, black and grey, we sell a lot of. Because you know, the, um, the person who's going out right to buy, you know, a high vis jacket. It's probably not the kind of customer here. So you can imagine somebody w- would be buying a darker colour if they're going a bit more traditional and if they're riding their steel bike. And, and they're going to be happy yep. not having, you know, a day glow colour here with, with lots mm-hmm. and lots. Yep. What you haven't got is lots and lots of um, reflective striping. You haven't got anything like that, no. really, have you? No, not at all. Um, I think one of the reasons for that is... is um, the, I, I think a, a Ventel a Ventel jacket, you know the 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 life cycle of um, things like like uh, reflective strips is less mm. than that of of Ventel. So you know they would probably degrade first, and the jacket wouldn't look good. So that's why we 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 wouldn't. So in the original, uh, use reflective material. Original jackets obviously wouldn't have used Velcro; they'd have used press studs. Yeah. For, for, for the for the yeah press studs yeah 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 I think latterly they use ve- uh, velcro I, I've I've got a, an old green spot probably from the nineteen nineteen eighties nineteen nineties and that's that's got velcro got some velcro in it it all it was it's also gabardine lined so a ventil outside gabardine inside mm-hmm. okay so in, in effect it was a single ventil uh, jacket mm-hmm. rather than double ventil. Okay. Uh, thank you ever so much for, for talking about that, the, the, the history of a particular uh, uh, jacket that will be, as we've, we've kind of identified, will be um, a 
a particular kind of customer, but that particular kind of customer is going to be absolutely going bananas over this kind of product. I know that because I'm, I'm a member of the Veteran Cycle uh, Club, and I know exactly the people who this is perfect for. So, uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you first. If you can tell people, kind of give your company website, basically, where they can get more information uh, about this product, yeah. and then I'm going to come to Daniel, I'm going to ask him the same thing. But, Dave, you take it away. Where can you get Hilltrek stuff? Okay, uh- our website is hilltrek.co.uk, uh, easily reached. And we are based in a small town called Aboyne in the northeast of Scotland, right in the edge of the Cairngorm National Park. A beautiful place to come and visit. I was about to say, yes, that's beautiful. So do customers come to you and, and, and say, or is it, you've got to do it online only? Or you do welcome people? Customers, no, no. We, we have a small shop. Uh, people pop in. Mm-hmm. And, and they they talk to the people who make the jackets and design the jackets, um, and that and that's where some of the, our our product changes come from. People walking in and saying, I, "I really like this idea. What do you guys think about it?" And we say, "Oh yeah, that's interesting." Mm. So we will incorporate it. Mm. Mm. And Daniel, how can we find out about um, Ventile? Uh, the best thing is to go uh, ventile.co.uk. There's tons of information. There's also a contact button and then you reach me directly. So I'm getting uh, inquiries via this way, via our website. Before the end credits, here's David. Hello, everyone. This is David from the Fredcast and, of course, the Spokesman. And I'm here once again to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn build bikes that make it easier for you to replace car trips with bike trips. Part of that is being committed to designing useful bikes that are also fun to ride. But an even greater priority for Turn is to make sure that your ride is safe and worry-free. And that's why Turn works with industry-leading third-party testing labs like EFBE and builds its bikes around Bosch e-bike systems, which are UL certified for both electric and fire safety. So, Before you even zip off on your turn, fully loaded and perhaps with a loved one behind, you can be sure that the bike has been tested to handle the extra stresses on the frame and the rigors of the road. For more information, visit www.turnbicycles.com to learn more. And now, back to the spokesman. Thanks to Dave Shand and Daniel Odomat there. And thanks to you for listening to episode 329 of the Spokesman podcast, brought to you in association with Turn Bicycles. Show notes and more can be found at the-spokesmen.com. The next episode features American transportation expert Andy Bono and will be out in the middle of June. But meanwhile, get out there and ride.